I basically was homeschooled or van schooled or whatever. We lived in a lot of different places until I was about 15. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Okay, everybody, Global from Asia, episode 165. Claire, how's cross-border summit going? It's going great. Today we got a lot of tickets sold and then we have Dan Harris confirmed to attempt our Friday's event. Yeah, he's going to be great. He was on episode 101 of our show and he's got the great blog, chinalawblog.com if you guys want to check that out. And he's going to be speaking about global IP and protecting yourself in Asia with your IP. So we're excited for that one. Also, I've been getting tons more feedback than usual about the podcast from listeners. I think people have been liking our recent episodes. We had Victor in the UK. He said, you know, he's really liked the one about the floating island concept. He says we really have unique episodes. I was getting some feedback about Chris Davies' show last week with the one-year follow-up. Uh, Frederick from China Import Hall was saying that he really liked the idea of us having one-time uh you know, having them come back another time to share what's happening. And we got some great ones from Sean's episode about sourcing from China tips and business tips. So people are liking our content. And I, I think it's because Anna, she's helping us out with social media now. Right. So I'm just too shy to push this stuff down people's throats on social media. So I think now we're getting it out on social media more and people are listening and engaging more. So it's exciting and, and, uh, things are, things are getting busy and I've been doing a lot more content. Dan Norris at, uh, dannorris.me from WP Curve and all these other, he's a crazy busy entrepreneur content machine just like his book and 10x content challenge this week. So I've been just making tons of videos on my vlog and I did a video crossing the Hong Kong China border about differences. And I literally recorded it while I was just crossing the border anyway. I'm just trying to make content any second I have. And uh, Claire thinks I'm probably nuts, but we're making lots of content. If you want to check out those, we'll link them up in the show's notes. And it's just busy as always. We're having an ambassador dinner right after this, right? Claire, yeah. we got about 15 ambassadors that really want to help with the cross-border summit and other Global From Asia episode promotions and, and, and marketing. And I'm just totally wired right now. Let's let's talk about this week's show. Who, who do we have on this, this week? Oh, we have Jason Green with us for this episode. Yeah. So Jason Green, I connected with on Facebook. He was talking about uh, an article that people were saying like they didn't go to school or they don't want to go to school. And he, he actually... He spent a lot of his time in a van with his hippie mom. So I was like, dude, that sounds like an amazing podcast episode. And, and we made it happen. And, and, and it was actually a little bit emotional, a little bit emotional at some points. And I, I love these kind of shows. And, you know, he's kind of reinforcing me. I don't, I don't really want to send my kids to a traditional school. And we get into some interesting concepts. And he was actually on the team building the iTunes app at, uh, at Apple. So he's got a great story. And let's listen into Jason and the show notes are at. www.globalfromasia.com slash episode 165. All right, let's listen in. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another Global From Asia podcast. This is a a fun one. I'm, I'm also interested in myself personally. We have Jason Green on the show. Thanks for being here, Jason. Hey, no problem. Uh, nice to join you here. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. No, it's so funny how we, we've kind of gotten this show to, together. You, you shared on Facebook about, uh, you know, the idea. I can't even, we'll link the article, but it was about, you know, people being homeschooled or 
Do you remember that? Yeah, it was an article about a family from Kauai uh, that basically believed that international travel was a better education for their children than uh, a traditional education system. Yep. And then, then uh, of course, I'm interested in that. We, we do a lot. Of internet. I'm living in China with, with kids and uh, I saw some comments and some other people were saying, oh, you grew up traveling to to you and then you were you responded that uh, yeah you can i read your your comment or please yeah go yeah, ahead you yeah, said no your, my, <laughs> my, mom, my mom was and still is a hippie and i was raised hippie style smiley face positive values lots of animals vegetarianism natural food and we travel around the country in our van basically the only public school <laughs> yeah it was awesome basically the only public school i attended was kindergarten and grades one and two i was homeschooled afterwards and it must have worked okay because i started college at 16 I worked at Apple for 11 years. So I guess there are true. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. testaments of this article and the movie trailer are pretty spot on. So, so then uh, it sparked me to, <laughs> to invite you on today and, uh, and get, you know, Oh, well, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought that, that, that the article or the, the, the sharing my, my personal story in such a minor amount there would, would, would spark this, but it's really cool that it did. So yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all true story. Okay. <laughs> Very yep. cool. So, uh, a little bit about you, maybe just a little bit about your your background. You you're uh, you own a vitamin company, Omni Biotics, and a that's correct. Photographer, maybe give us a little background. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm currently doing. Is uh, I, I I really believe in natural health. Um, I, I battled a host of of uh, debilitating physical ailments for a long time: liver and gallbladder problems, digestive problems, allergies, food allergies, and stuff like that. And I kind of went the gamut of of uh, traditional like. Western medicine. I even went to like fancy doctors at Stanford and all these things. And no, no, no doctors, uh, even with like my good insurance from Apple could help me at all. And it was, it was actually natural medicine and herbs and probiotics and things like that, that, uh, got me off of that, that, uh, train of disease and and unhealthy living for the longest time. So I really believe in the modalities. So that led me to starting the omnibiotics. Uh, and I sell a lot of the herbs that I've taken myself and, uh, that's just kind of my little personal background there. So I, I really believe in, in that cause. I get a lot of um, feedback from customers and stuff saying that they're really benefiting and, and getting health benefits from the products. And so that makes me feel really good. Like I'm, I'm adding value awesome. um, on a health level because there's like, I think, probably no more important thing than health. When you don't have it, you kind of don't realize it. But when you don't have it, you're, you're pretty miserable. You, know? yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't have anything when you don't, you don't have health. You know what I mean? It's so, true. It's um, true. I also enjoy... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's without that, it's like I don't know. Some people don't realize it until they have a period where they're healthy, and so you, it kind of changes you. You also mentioned the photography stuff. I'm also a travel photographer. Uh, Soma Images is my company. I don't really do it commercially, simply because I don't really want to try to make money per se with my my art or whatever. I mean, I probably could try to or whatever, but I do enjoy it. I, I love travel and I love photography. So very, very cool. That's my, my passion there. Yeah. Yeah. About the health. I, I, there's one saying that sticks in my head that a friend told me is health is wealth. I guess without, you know, without health, you know, even if you have all the money in the world or, or other things, you know, if you're not healthy, you can't, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So it's important. It's, it's such a true statement. In fact, it's so true that if you go to the Omnibiotics Facebook page right now, it says that right on the banner. Oh, wow. <laughs> I believe that. It, it, yeah. I, I, there's a, there's a quote from Gandhi that says, "Without uh, health as wealth, it's like more valuable than pieces of gold or silver." You know, Very basically, cool. that, you know, because you can always get more gold and silver. But if you don't have your health, what do you got, right? Exactly. Right. Well, education is another one. So that's that's what I'm excited about 
you know, today uh, we're talking about a little bit. So maybe, you know, however much you're willing to share some of your early memories of of growing up or. or Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like as I mentioned in the Facebook post, it was definitely like an alternative childhood. My mom was definitely hippie style. Um, Like I said, natural food, uh, raised vegetarian. Uh, it all was very good. I think she, you know, a lot of morals and values and stuff uh, were, were, were correct in place there. And that was really good. And but after like first and second grade, my mom started to notice that, that there was just kind of a lot of crap that they were teaching us. A lot of unneeded um, everything from history to kind of just busy work. And she just really wasn't happy with the output of I was living in, in California at the time mm-hmm. and a very small little town. Um, and so she decided to take it upon herself to start a small little hippie school, believe it or not, <laughs> called Golden Rainbow School, um, actual name. And so she, she wasn't at first she wasn't teaching just me. There was probably about six or seven other kids there that other, you know, this is in a town of Mount Shasta, California, very hippie. Okay. Um, still is to this day, but yeah, so there were a lot of other moms around there and stuff that kind of wanted to try the alternative education thing. And so for a couple of years we did that way. Um, but then that was before basically we started traveling and she event that, that school eventually she kind of fizzled out and decided she wanted to take me on the road. And, uh, I was kind of taught ad hoc freestyle, uh, out of the van, like travel itself was almost meant to be more of the education. In fact, she told me that a lot. She's like, you know, that travel is going to teach you a lot more than these schools can teach you. And just the experience of being out here and meeting people and and doing all these things and living a a life outside of the, of the box, so to speak, is going to, you know, teach me a lot more than sitting in a classroom, pledging allegiance, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, it's really, it's really cool. But yeah, so that's what we did. Um, for, I mean, I basically was homeschooled or van schooled or whatever. We lived in a lot of different places, uh, until, uh, I was about 15. Wow. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided I wanted to try to go back to the traditional education system. I decided, oh man, I'm a teenager. I want to try high school. I want to try socializing and all these things. And I was really shocked. It was, it was, it was a harsh reentry basically. Um, high school was a bit shocking. It was just a little bit more than I was ready for. Okay. And, but uh, I, I can stop here. Sorry. Yeah, maybe, maybe, on. <laughs> well, 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 this is great. I mean, I'm getting some good points here. So maybe before, sure, sure. maybe, maybe before we get into high school, I think one of the big concerns, mm, I think a lot of parents have is the, you know, if they're, if you're traveling all the time, how do you, how do you make sure your kids have their time to socialize, like you're saying, socializing high school and the shock. I mean, maybe that's one of the, what did you say as an, was one of the maybe setbacks before you get into high school? Like, or how did you well, make friends? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm not going to paint an entirely rosy picture. There are drawbacks. Right. And I, as a child, um, that was the main drawback I noticed is friends. Like, you know, I had friends back home or whatever in Mount Shasta that were, I considered to be my best friends. And, Sometimes you're traveling around and it's cool. And sometimes you just kind of want to hang out with your friends, you know, especially when you're a kid. I mean, it's a lot easier to understand the benefits of something when you're an adult, like, oh, this is the best thing for my child or whatever. But when you're a kid, you're just like, yo, I miss Max. I miss Christian. I miss these guys or whatever, Mm. you know, Um, I was I find myself sad sometimes, like on Mm. on the companionship level, because these other kids are not going to be able to live that kind of life, most likely. You Mm. know what I mean? 
So you're, you, you are choosing a, a, a little bit of a, a so lonely road, so to speak. But, you know, I mean, it can be very good, but there, this is the other side of it, right? Yeah. I get so, it. so you got to balance that social. Yeah. Somehow. I mean, because I know others that are homeschooling. Um, actually, a, lot, a few Mormons. It seems very popular with Mormons. What I oh really? I've found out, you know. But uh, besides even even others, and then a lot of times they'll tell me, well, you can join play groups, or there's there's like after you know you can still go to the Boy Scouts, or you can still go to you know baseball, you know t ball. But we, you know, you're but you were moving pretty far, or are you staying within the same area? Um, we were moving. I mean, not all the time, but we lived in a lot of different places. We lived in Utah and Colorado and Arizona and in different places um, for different periods of time. It wasn't like always on the move, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, keeping friends was challenging. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's like when you're homeschooled, because I did some a fair amount of homeschooling, like in place as well. It's like, yeah, you can have those those social groups, those activities that whatever. I played soccer and things like that, um, where, you know, you meet up with the other kids. It's easier. But if you're continually on the move. Um, yeah, I think it's a little more challenging. Mm, I understand. Uh, I guess you maybe have an idea of the range you would be traveling versus staying in one place or, or is it different for us? We mainly just did uh, the Western half of the United States. Um, I mean, it wouldn't, I mean, one summer we made it all the way to Arkansas and kind of spent a lot of time in between or from California to Arkansas and spent a lot of time in between ended up living in Colorado after that. It was kind of, I don't know, uh, I guess free spirit kind of a thing, but sorry, what I guess I mean, well, that's, that's also interesting, but I guess, I mean, how long would you stay in one state or one city at a time up or did it vary? Like, would you say a it, month it, or it varied? Yeah. Maybe like anywhere from a, a couple of weeks to a, a month or something, or maybe a week to, to three weeks, okay. depending. Okay. Um, uh, my mom was, like I said, just kind of doing it hippie style. She was writing a book and cool. Um, kind of doing her art stuff as well and whatnot. And so you said there's the, golden rainbow school so was that how did that work or is that like on, i mean there's not even um, online then was it or oh no 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 this was pre-internet for sure this is in the 80s yeah um so no it was basically like moms dropping off their kids at my mom's house or our house at the time in this little neighborhood and my mom you know had curriculum you know math and spelling and things like that there was also like you know go to the park and do yoga and stuff like that. Um, okay. so it was, it was like traditional, you know, value education stuff mixed in with, with hippie stuff and Legos. Okay. Cool. cool. <laughs> I mean, I had, yeah. I, I didn't have this opportunity. I mean, I did traditional schooling, but I think I, I had summer school where a couple of summers where my, uh, my, my parents would convince we were going to a, a church, a Baptist church nearby. And we, found uh-huh. a teacher to come by and teach my sister and I like, you know, for afternoons, a couple of days a week or something like that during the summer. And I okay. really, I really feel like I learned more that time than during my normal schooling, but I'm uh, sure you did. Yeah. It's like direct education, right? You know, yeah. the, the knowledge is going directly into you. I feel like in the classroom, so many times it's kind of diluted down Definitely, and it's like babysitting for the most part, you know, most schools are a fair amount of babysitting, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, fill the voids. <laughs> so this is cool. So I guess I'm still not totally clear about this rainbow, golden rainbow 
Because you were moving all the time, so we just... Oh, just... no, this was at first. This is before oh, we okay. took off. The Golden Rainbow School was prior to the, to the kind of mobile education traveling thing. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, that was like my mom's first attempt at, you know, saying, you know, no thanks to the public education system and trying to train the homeschool thing at first, but with a group, smaller okay. group. Got it. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. And then when you're on a road, I guess she had the curriculum any for you while you were... So it's like she was teaching you directly. She was, you know, and I mean, I'm going to fully admit that it, a lot of times it was like, hey, we're traveling and this experience is the education. Right. Yeah. I mean, my mom wasn't completely forgetting or whatever, but it wasn't like, all right, it's Tuesdays. It's spelling time. You know, we're in Arkansas and blah, 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 or whatever. You know, it was a, it was definitely looser. Um, I mean, as such, I can't tell you about a lot of civil war facts and weird American history things. <laughs> um, but I'm actually kind of grateful that I can't because I don't really feel that that's knowledge that would really benefit me. Yeah. I, I got in a lot you know? of, I got in a lot of trouble at school cause of that. Cause I agree with you, but I didn't, I remember, uh, <laughs> I would get in trouble about chemistry because my teacher, I went to a Catholic high school and she, Oh, okay she basically pulled down the, that chart and it's a periodic table of elements and used like those pointer sticks. And she's, yeah. she like smacks it on the chart. Man, she that says, sounds serious. Yeah. She's like, by the end of this course, you're going to remember everything on here. And our test was like row one of the periodic table, you know, in order row two, the next week was like, wow. Two. Yeah. It was like the atomic number and atomic I don't know if we had to do atomic weight because that's kind of crazy but it was like we had to know like the order of the elements because she says later in life you're going to need to know where it is without having the reference of the chart I'm like uh I think my friend in college told me that they get this given to them during their tests to use as a reference they 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 do I'm sure and then there's also the fact of you also want to be a biochemist or something, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm imagining you're probably not using that. But. I got in big trouble, like seriously, because uh, I just kept, re I, I raised my hand on the first day and I said, I just asked her why. And, so oh. she, and oh. she uh, called my parent. It was, I was always be battling her because I just didn't want to memorize this. I just felt like it was not a use of my time. Like I was like, she was uh, saying, oh, you're going to need this. I'm like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to start my own business. And she's like, well, you're going to need it because if you mix the wrong two chemicals when you're helping clean the floor at night at the shop, <laughs> it's going to explode the rest, the restaurant or something. I'm like, what? Seriously, I remember this. And then oh, she called my parents. Yeah, it was like a fight always because I, really well I did really well in school. I was like a top student, but I didn't want to study stuff I didn't need or <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. No, no. I had issues with that as well. I think that was my mom's issues as well. She, yeah. she didn't want me learning about wars and all these things. There's all yeah. these things that like are, are beneficial that I could use in life that I wasn't getting and, or they're being downplayed or whatever. You know, I think, uh, I think we got a good idea of pre 15. So now let's go into high school, which was what you were getting to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So, so basically once I became a teenager, I was sitting at home doing an education or we, we'd kind of settled down up in close to Mount Shasta and uh, I was getting a little restless. My best friend moved away. I was getting kind of bored with the homeschool thing. So I decided I wanted to try high school and um, I, it definitely was a harsh social environment that I was not ready for. You know, mm. I was also the hippie, the hippie kid in the redneck town, you know, very small towns, very redneck. Uh, so I was being a little bit of the different kid. 
Um, as I'm sure you remember, kids in high school are generally not the nicest either. Um, so it was a little harsh. Um, but I was also what I was mainly surprised by, or one of the biggest things, was that same level of busy work that I was experiencing in like first grade and second grade was there in high school. And I'm sitting in high school English class doing word jumbles, trying to find words and you know what I mean? Like crossword mm. puzzle style stuff. Like just literally busy work. Why are we doing this? What are yeah. we learning? How does this eight hour day spent, you know, like I don't need any of this crap, you know? Mm. So I, I actually tried a different high school. I thought, man, this is a little podunk one. I'm going to try the bigger high school. And it was the same. It was the same thing Whoa. basically. Oh, so by that time I was 16 and I just said, I, I learned that the local community college, basically you could just start going at any point. Like there was no, uh, you could actually get your high school credits through college. There was no age restrictions, there was no anything um, like that. So you just go and roll. My friend had already started at 16. So I just said, screw it. Screw high school, you know, and just went straight to college and started uh, just kind of cherry picking the classes I was interested in. At that time, it was computer science, um, graphic design and electronic music and art. Okay. So I just took those classes and was able to you know, basically get any sort of high school credits I needed and. Uh, as well as just start working on my real education. Those, those are the things I was interested in in life. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I kind of just leapfrogged the, the, the whole high school thing, which I'm really grateful for because nobody I know says like high school was amazing. I yeah, loved it. I you know, it. They're I always just school. like, oh, God, you know, it's always a dread, you know. Mm -hmm. So cool. when I went to college, I thought, wow, these are these are people that are mature. They have a goal. They're working on their education. This is what I should be doing. You know, so it was a, it was a contrast to high school. Sure. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I mean, what I think of college, the transition was always SATs was what I remember, you know, mm -hmm. getting a certain level and then using that to apply to college. Sure. Yeah, I, I never took them. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I never grad, I never officially graduated high school either. I didn't get a GED. I didn't take SATs. I don't have a college degree of any kind. Okay. So I just uh, found the stuff I wanted to learn and learned it. And proceeded, so to speak. Very cool. <laughs> um, no one ever questioned anything. No one said, hey, wait a minute, you got a paper for that or whatever. No one ever asked for a diploma, a GED, SAT, any of that. Even at Apple, no one asked for anything. Okay. All right. Very cool. So, very... so, yeah, and never really needed it, I guess, which is kind of surprising because they yeah. really tell you you need it. Yeah, right? they always, the system makes you think like you had to, uh, had to have that paper to get to the next level or that, you know, take that test, get that score, get to that college, get to that. That's right. Get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking in some senses you probably do if you want. I never went to a university, you know, and if I wanted to go to one, I probably would have had to take those SATs. Good. But I got work. I am in life with just community college. And I guess that's that's it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, yeah. So then for Apple, which, of course, is an impressive, you know, place to work and you know, everybody's lining up to go there. You said they didn't ask, ask for any of that or, or no, no, it's uh, I'll give you a little brief background there. Um, I started work full time when I was 18. I never had, my parents were both really poor. My they're divorced. Um, so I had to work, start working full time. And when I was 18 and I just worked at like a video store and then I got a job at Starbucks and I worked at Starbucks for a couple of years and I started doing graphic design. I was actually throwing rave parties and oh, DJing cool. at rave parties yeah, and uh, doing the, the rave flyers and, and doing all the graphics for them. Uh, and then I realized, wow, I'd love to be doing graphic design as a business. So I, I, I started creating a for portfolio 
and shopped it around to like entry level graphic design gigs. And I got an entry level job at this computer company, um, computer retailer in Silicon Valley called NCA Computers. They were the direct competitor of Fry's Electronics. Oh, yeah. um, and so I'm doing their magazine ads and their newspaper ads and their, just their print copy stuff. This is kind of before internet oh. um, a little bit, um, right when the internet was starting to come up. But anyhow, after doing that for a year, a friend of mine who was working at Apple said, dude, like if you know graphic design and you know like MIDI electronic music stuff, we can get you a job here uh, testing the software on prototype Macintoshes. Basically, use the graphic design software or you know, music software, how you would know it would work and find the problems with the prototype computers. Mm. And I thought, wow, it sounds like fucking oh, pardon me, uh, yeah, awesome, so- awesome gig, awesome gig. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think I could do it. You know, I didn't think I would be able to pass the interview or whatever. So my friend got me an interview, and I was able to answer all the questions they asked me. Yeah. Oh, and I was hired the next day. Very it cool. Was, I was I was I was blown away by it. I was really surprised. This was in 1996. Okay, very cool. So then, yeah, 11 yeah. years there. So of course they were happy with your work and. Uh, well, here's how that went, right? This is back when Apple uh, was in the toilet. This mm. is when Steve Jobs had left. Mm. And you said you worked at Apple and everybody said, oh, man, I'm sorry, dude. Are you are you going to be OK? You know, <laughs> Gil Emilio was in charge and they almost sold to Pepsi and it was just a really bad time for Apple. Mm. And so after a year at Apple, this this tenure, um, my whole department was basically eliminated. And a lot of people lost their jobs, and I went to go work for another software company, uh, Fractal Design, which became Metacreations. But uh, I came back to Apple in 2000 uh, after Steve had come back and worked there for 10 years. Um, and I was hired for the iTunes team. Wow. The I, for the iTunes application team. Very awesome. So, so, yeah, that was a pretty exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, that, actually. a lot of people credit iTunes as really the gateway to where they got to because you know they're sold they got the music you know deals and all that and dollar yeah dollar downloads and stuff it's crazy man i never thought i would sit to see what it, it had done to the industry I, we always joked about how you know someday tower records is going to go out of business and <laughs> all these things and it did you know awesome. um yeah i mean they bought it from another little company originally just a little teeny software application with like six employees they bought it from a smaller company and that's back when before OS 10 had come out, it was just OS 9, and all it did was play MP3s. So mm. it was really kind of nothing. So to go from that little nothing to you know the iPod and the store and the iPhone and the iPad, and next thing you know, the whole world knows mm. Apple. Like, and they're bigger than Microsoft. I mean, it's like I never thought any of that stuff would have been possible. That's so awesome. It's, pr- it's pretty cool to be part of part of that transition. That was pretty exciting. Well, yeah, I guess you know, I mean. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, 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 well, they're hiring different. They're thinking different. They need people like you, you know, that that had different perspective and, and helped. You know, that's really great. Uh, well, I like, to th- I, I like to think so. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, ironically, it was the same audio background from the same community college that got me the job on iTunes because they wanted audio people. Okay. And they told me I was going to work on iMovie. And when I they showed it to me, they're like, actually, it's a secret project <laughs> going on, on iTunes. Okay. So yeah, it was it was cool. Well, this is a great yeah, it's it's been great talk so far, and I guess uh you know so I mean maybe getting back to our topic of you know of education and of course I I'm a little bit you know interested for my own use. I I have a I have a Chinese wife. Sure, man. I have yeah. a Chinese <laughs> wife. She's a little bit hippie, but not 
probably not as much as, as your, your, you know, your experience, but I, she's already preparing Ivy league college in our, in our plan. And I'm like, oh dear. I'm like, uh, well, this is, I don't know if it's your Chinese parents are very, you know, it's obviously, that's why I see so many Chinese students in colleges in America. Cause they take this education very seriously and, and the paper they think is very important. So I'm maybe going to use this, uh, this, this interview for her <laughs> to listen to, uh, but, uh, well, you, you know, you might want to, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I can help that interview will help or whatever, but like, if I were to have a kid right now, I'm not sure I would send them down that road. I, I would not, I would definitely not send them down the traditional public education road. And I'm not even sure that I would send them down the university road. Because I feel like every bit of knowledge out there now is, is accessible. We have mm-hmm. the internet. We have online courses. People are ramping up in a matter of months. They don't need to go to college for four to six years or whatever, Ag- you know? Agreed. So I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do that myself. I guess <laughs> the other art, you know, the other discussion we have is, is the social part, which does seem like a setback a little bit from what, you know, I got today. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that I would do the completely mobile travel thing for that reason if I had a child, you know what I'm saying? Like completely mobile. Periods of mobility and travel being part of that education, absolutely. Um, complete social isolation and, and and taking you away from friends and stuff like that. I don't think that's good. Mm, okay, this is great. So I, I mean, uh, kind of getting towards the end. I really respect your time and thank you for coming on. Um, oh, oh, no problem, man. Any questions you have, I'm happy to answer them. It's actually interesting. Nobody has ever really talked to me about this before in okay. my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always just been something that, that the kind of the strange upbringing that I've had, and people go, "Whoa, that's you know, it's different." You know, I think it's but that's awesome. never really, really so formally talked to you about it. Yeah, I think it's great, and um, maybe you're, I maybe you don't know the answer, but is there is there anything people could read up on? Or, I mean, I guess it seems like you kind of made your own path or went through your own path, but I, I hear it's getting more and more popular now. I'm sure I could just do research my, myself. I I think it is. I think it is. I think there's even like a large community of homeschoolers in places like Bali and these Mm -hmm. places, these homes, these, 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 uh, alternative like expat style communities, because I'm not sure also that I would raise my child in America. In fact, I know that I wouldn't. (laughs) Um, even though I'm American, um, I feel like the values in some of these other countries, I live in Thailand, by the way, I live in Chiang Mai and, um, the values here are better. The people are nicer. The, everybody is more kind and, and sweet and, and pure and the crime is lower and the danger is lower. And I could almost think of almost no reason why to not try to raise a child here versus at home. You know what I'm saying? I know. Um, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends in yeah, in Thailand and other parts with with kids, and um, they're starting to get older. Like you know, they're about kids are about my age, so they're thinking. A lot of times, a lot of parents go expats go back to the U.S. because of the education costs. Like here in China, like to give you an example, I think you might know about international schools. They start at like fifteen thousand dollars a year or something like this, and most likely, oh, really? most likely twenty five thousand US. And I'm going on this weekend to a open, wow. an open house just to see it, but it's twenty five thousand dollars a year. It's uh usually the companies, you know, like corporate pay, you know, not the not the parents or but of course if you're that an, is really high. Yeah, it's nuts. So uh <laughs> you'll you'll you know, at least on my Facebook feed you'll see a lot of American friends, you know, moving back when their kids get about three or four to uh, get to the education system. But I, I, oh wow, okay, that I'm really. Not, I, I I was just because I know somebody who just moved back in their teenagers. I know a couple of people who have done that. Like mm-hmm. I guess they feel like the teenagers get to be where they're like, yo, I want to be, you know, in the Western world and you know whatnot. 
Yeah. So that you can experience like the other side, I guess. I mean, I guess that might be mm. something that would be natural. Um, yeah. We'll see. I mean, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm with you. I'm trying to have my kids grow up. I think it's also just a perspective and yeah, like open-minded of, you know, living outside of your element and, and uh, experiencing different things and languages and cultures, I think is, is absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, most people in the world, I think speak more than one language and typically in the States, you know, maybe you might learn Spanish really quick in high school or something. I mean, mm-hmm. being multilingual is, is really great. I think I would definitely encourage my child to do that. And another thing I got to say that I really don't like about like at least the USA culture is how fear driven it is and how fear driven it has become even worse about how, you know, you teach your child from a, such a young age, you got to be afraid of everybody. You don't talk to anybody. Strangers are bad mm-hmm. and all these things. And here they don't teach their kids that kids run up to you and they go, Hey, I'm a kid. I'm doing yeah. kid stuff. And that's, that's perfectly okay because chances are you're not a rapist or a killer or a murderer. You're just some guy, you know, yeah. but in the States, you know, we're, we're telling them from such a young age, you got to be afraid of everybody. Yeah. I, I just think that's bunk, man. It I'm, is, not, I'm not into that. It is true. It is true. I, so. I know it's the same thing here in China. Very cool, Jason. So thanks so much for sharing. And we have your, you know, we'll link to your websites on the show. Sure. Sure. And yeah. If anybody has any questions or whatever, they're free to contact me on my email okay. is on both websites. Okay. Um, um, I'm happy to answer any questions or if I could help anybody, that's, that's great. Great. Thank you, Jason. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jason, for coming on. I, and like he said on the show, he had never really shared about that. And, and I, that's what we're trying to do here. You know, like some of our listeners say we talk about some crazy stuff and and uh, just trying to keep interesting things. And I don't know, I'm trying to convince Wendy to not send the kids to school and she's not really comprehending that. And and uh, Claire's like likes one of my recent video blogs. What was that one called? Yellow Fever. Yeah, I know there was, I knew that title would be interesting, but it says, do you have yellow fever? And uh, <laughs> I guess you guys probably know, cause this is, you know, Mike, it, Mike definitely has, so. I have, I have <laughs> gotten the fever. So yeah, I mean, I shared about how I met Wendy and how we got married and everything like that. So if you guys want to hear that mushy stuff, you can hop on over to our videos. I guess we'll link a bunch of these on the show notes today, but yeah, I mean, Yellow fever, is that so such a bad thing to have? I, I don't know. Well, I guess let's, let's end this on a, it was a very awkward podcast today about education and yellow fever to wrap it up. But Clara, where's the show notes and, and what else you got for us? Um, I want to jump in and eight, uh, because we have an ambassador program just coming up and you can just visit, uh, put a Global from Asia ambassador program and then you will be uh, into that page and just put some uh, like your personal info and then we will be in touch. Great. Yeah. We're trying to make it more exciting, but you should be doing it if you're just interested, you want to support the podcast and, and the Global from Asia movement. So We'll have some perks in there too, and uh, and we get can engage with you guys more too. So that's that's all we have, and enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. And we got a ton of podcasts, so many amazing ones. It's weekly; it's almost not enough. We might have to do them more often because there's just so many amazing guests already re- recorded and ready to go. But thank you guys, and if you ever have anybody to recommend for the show, and of course we'd love to see you at the Cross Border Summit. It's getting up here quick. It'll be right during the Canton Fair and a Global Sources Show. CrossBorderSummit.com that's it thanks Claire and everybody else bye 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 
To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.